Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, welcome to episode five. I'm so excited to dive in and show you how to craft a power week. I want you to set up a week that is so powerful that at the end of it, you don't feel drained, you feel full. Doesn't that sound great? I'm going to take you into my process on how I create a power week. And no, this isn't a perfect system. It's not perfect every week. I don't have every week is like this amazing power week. But I do think that these principles are going to be very powerful in helping you create a powerful week that has all of the important things built in that fill you up, light you up, and really help you become who you want to become. Does that sound good? Okay, let's get started. Step one is find time to create your power week. And hopefully it's right now. Hopefully you're sitting in front of your planner or you have some sort of notebook and you're going to craft this power week. Obviously it'd be great if you have the dream planner, which now is the time to grab one um, over at horatioprinting.com. But I highly recommend that you have some sort of planner in front of you. But more importantly, that this becomes a routine. You need to have a specific time each week to sit down and plan your week. Maybe that's Sunday afternoon. Ideally, it's Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. Because that way you can really set your intentions for the next week and close the book and just enjoy your weekend. Doesn't that sound good? That's really the best time to do it. But I also really love planning on Sundays because it's just natural. So that's the first thing is set aside that time to plan. When is that going to be in your schedule? Where are you going to place that? That's number one. Number two, when I sit down to plan out my power week, the first thing I do is I review my personal growth plan. And this is what we went over in episode three, how to craft your personal growth plan. Basically, who do I want to become in all areas of my life? Physically, relationally, spiritually, personally, financially, professionally. Who am I becoming? Who do I want to become? And what is the action I'm going to take and commit to? in my week to move towards becoming that person and feeling like I'm winning in that category, if that makes sense. So if you haven't done that yet, I highly recommend setting aside some time to go through the personal growth plan. I even have a free workbook for you so you can download that free workbook and fill it out. And that's really crucial for me because it helps me realign and get clarity on who I'm becoming and what really matters. And if something isn't fitting in that circle of where I've declared who I'm becoming, that's a really strong boundary. I don't really have time for things if they're not feeding into who I'm becoming in Christ. Amen? So that is step two. I go back and review my personal growth plan because that helps me remember my why, remember my vision for who I'm becoming and allows me to be unshakable. And that's what I want for you this year is for you to have a plan that is unshakable and grounded in God. So once you've gone back, review the personal growth plan, 
Step three is to schedule it. Add it into your week. Let this be the first thing you put in your week because it matters. Who you are becoming matters. Where are you going to add in the action you want to take physically? Where are you adding in the action you want to take for your spiritual growth, for your personal time, for your financial future, for your relationship, for your professional growth? And not just your job, like, okay, I've got to get this task done, but the growth part of it, the learning, the investment, the next level, leveling up, right? And I'm going to walk you through what mine looks like specifically this week, just to give you some practical examples. Um, But I think this is really important. And I'm sure you've heard the story of the jar, you know, and the things all don't fit in the jar unless you put the big things in first, right? And if you haven't, I'm so sorry that I'm glossing over this because it really is a great visual example of you have this jar and if you put the sand in first and then the little rocks and the big rocks, the big rocks don't fit. But if you take everything out and you put the big rocks in first and then the little rocks and then the sand, it fits. And this is the big rocks, okay? These fundamental um, actions you're taking on who you are becoming, okay? So for me, what does it look like? Physically, I'm trying to do my walks and to do a bar class. So I'm going to add in my bar class on Monday and Wednesday. I'm going to add in my walk on Tuesday and Thursday. And on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to add in, I'm going to try to walk and listen to worship music. And guess what? Boom, that helps my spiritual stuff too that I'm trying to focus on. So the next is spiritual. Okay, I'm going to add in time to do my Bible study. I like to do that in the mornings after I drop off Jane at school. All right, personal time. Where am I gonna add in my me time? Look at your week. Where are you adding in that me time? For my financial, I schedule out time in an evening to do my family budget night. That's really important, we do that twice a month. And then for my relationship, what night am I gonna do my date night? And then for professional growth for me right now, that looks like setting aside time to check in with my new VA and work on that delegation that we are setting up for the new year, calling it Operation Offload. (laughs) So that's what it looks like for me, adding in the important first. You might have other areas that are really important too. This is just what mine looks like, but maybe you really want to take some time to invest in your home, like home projects, making sure my house is a place I want to be, Um, adding in more time for family time. Maybe that's what it looks like. And then lastly, after all of that, we're going to add in our appointments. So what appointments do we have from Google Calendar, from or any appointment software that you have? Maybe you're using Calendly or Acuity or whatever you're using to schedule calls with people. Most of the time it's just Google Calendar. So go in, add those appointments. That's step three. Step four is to really focus on your to-do list. And I like to use the horizontal layout, but you can do this just with a piece of paper as well. Do a brain dump of all of the to-dos you have. I like to keep them separate by professional tasks and personal tasks, because I'll be honest, with the way I'm designed, I'll have my whole to-do list just professional. And I won't even think about my personal stuff, like I need to make a dentist appointment. I need to take care of my vision appointment. You know, I need to work out. I need to make sure I'm doing that and checking it off and praising myself, right? Because I have a tendency to put work over 
me. And so make sure you even just having that space for me of personal tasks reminds me that, hey, you got to do some stuff for you, (laughs) right? You got to set aside an hour for your taxes. You got to set aside an hour for whatever it is that's going to light you up and make you happy. Okay, so just giving you that permission there to do some brain dumps of things that are to-dos for you and then also professionally. And you might want to If you're a student, you know, this is where you would dump out all of your activities you need to do by class, you know, for your history class, your photography class, whatever it is, you can separate it out for you. After you've listed everything, it's good to put a star next to the things that honestly could wait till next week. We're going to put so much out there and it's good to know, you know what, this can wait till next week. And honestly, some stuff can wait till next month and that's okay. It's good to delete and to delegate delete and delegate. For me, my favorite delegation tool is Asana. I like to put tasks in Asana, assign them to my different team members. And that for me is just really easy because I can see the deadline. I can see the due date. I can upload um, Google files into it or working docs or pictures. I can take a picture on my phone and put it right into the tasks. They can see what I'm talking about. And that's really helpful for me. So that's my favorite tool to delegate to team members. I'll be talking more about my business strategies in other episodes, but this is just the power week. So when you're looking at those to-dos and there's some things in your life that are really life draining and there's some things that are really life-giving, like some professional tasks light me up, like recording this episode, I absolutely love it. I'm going to be on cloud nine after this. Some tasks are really life draining. I would not recommend doing the life draining first. And sometimes life draining, I don't mean like you hate it. I mean that at the end of it, you feel like you can't do anything else, right? Like you just climbed a mountain and maybe some of those things need to be delegated, but let's say you have a calling on your life. Like I was working with um, my spiritual director and friend and we were working through her schedule and she loves doing spiritual direction, which is kind of like spiritual therapy where you sit with God and, and talk about your spiritual life. And it's really amazing. Just if you didn't know what spiritual direction was, I did not give you a good a good definition, but that's the gist of it. And for her, she really loves doing it. But afterwards, if she's honest with herself, she's drained. So if she does that in her morning, guess what? Her day is kind of a wash because she feels like, a little bit of that holy hangover because she's invested so much into something. Does that make sense? So putting that in the afternoon is powerful for her. That is a shift she can take that makes it a power week for her. Does that make sense? So as you're looking at those to-dos, you might realize, you know what? That thing I normally do in the morning because that's when it works for other people, I need to set a boundary and do that in the afternoon. I love Allie Worthington's advice on not taking any meetings or calls Monday morning. She has this like sacred Monday schedule where she goes, you know what? I want Monday to be the best day of my week. And so I don't have any appointments for her, her power day. And which is the whole week um, is I do my design writing time in the morning where I'm really using my brain a lot and my creativity. And then my afternoons are lunch meetings, calls. That's the only time I do calls is the afternoon. Her mornings are sacred. And guess what? She designed that. And it wasn't because nobody requested a Monday morning meeting with her and no one requested a a morning call. She just set up the boundary. And that's what's so important as you craft your power week. Think about what boundaries you need to set to have phenomenal days, which are phenomenal weeks. 
Does that make sense? And you have the power to do it. It's your schedule. The last step that I would recommend if you're married is to sync with your spouse. This is a really crucial part of dreaming together, building a life with somebody, being on the same page and and being known and seen and heard, which is really what we want as women. And syncing with your spouse is going to have a really strong power shift. How I do that with Luke is we sit down on Sunday nights and do the marriage journal together, which is Jeremy and Audrey Roloff's um, little product that they have called the marriage journal. And each week you read a devotional, you look at the week and it has a little mini planner in there and then you answer six questions together. And during that planner section, that's where Luke can write down a big thing he has going on that week or, hey, I'm going into the office this day or, hey, I'm going to be gone that day or And we can say, okay, what night are we doing our date night? You know, what time are we really sitting down to hang out? And maybe date night doesn't look like going to a restaurant. Maybe it is putting the child to bed, you know, doing cheese and crackers when she's eating her dinner. But when she goes down, we're going to light some candles. We're going to sit down and have dinner. We're going to make sure there's no technology around. And we're just going to look at each other and talk and, and check in. And that can be just as powerful as going to a restaurant and getting out of the house. Um, And that's just kind of one way to get around that. It's also cheaper. So just want to remind you to sync with your spouse. Let them know what big things you have going on that week, how they can pray for you, how they can support you, and ask them the same thing. I think that is a really powerful way to grow together, to support each other. Because if you don't know what big thing is stressing them out or what big dreams they have in their heart, you can't read their mind. You need to ask. So that's a really great way to hear and be heard. So that's step five. Now, bonus material. (laughs) You basically created a power week if you go through these five steps. But I'm going to talk to you at the end of the session, the newborn moms, moms that, you know, schedules are few and far between, time is tough, and then also just general stay-at-home mom situations right now. Because I want to support you as you navigate creating a power week and time blocking. And so I wanted to share a couple tips of what's been helpful for me and my husband as we navigated newborn life. So tip number one, if you are in the thick of it with a baby that wakes up, um, let's say three or more times a night, two or more times a night, and it is stressful. First off, I would definitely recommend going and taking the course taking care of babies. This is not sponsored. She's amazing. Changed my life. The first class is called Will I Ever Sleep Again? Now, the thing that I learned that was really powerful, I think I learned it from her, was basically night shifts. Getting a five, if if right now getting a five hour block of sleep at night sounds like a miracle, guess what? You can do it. You and your spouse together, you can take five hour shifts. I would do this with Luke. I would be able to sleep from 10 until 3 And then I would get up with the baby and my shift would be from three until, um, let's see, eight. Okay, (laughs) Polly can't do math. So if you need to set that up with your spouse, that is really powerful. That's your first time block. Okay, you're welcome. Maybe it's, um, I'm going to go to bed from eight till two, two till seven, you know, which shift do you want tonight? And you get to sleep more than just that five hour block, but you get to know if the baby wakes up, it's not on you. Doesn't that sound amazing? So that's why I definitely recommend also pumping. I'm not an expert at this, but that's what helped me, being able to pump. If you're gonna take that shift and go to bed, pump right before that shift and fill up the fridge as much as possible or use formula. There's no judgment here on this podcast, okay? So that's my first time blocking tip for newborn moms. Um, The other one is during the day. Now let's say you're trying to get back to work and it's really tough and 
you and your husband are working from home, you know, especially maybe 2021, you guys are both kind of, we're working from home more, right? So my suggestion, if you have that spouse at home, is to do shifts. The one that we would do is called the 2332. Sounds like a football play, but basically I would take the first shift from seven to nine. That's a two. And then Luke would take a three, which is nine to 12. And then I would jump back in 12 to three. And then he would take the last three to five. And then after five, we have family time. We do dinner. We have night, night routine. And then he and I would get a little bit, maybe an hour or two together. And then night, night, goodbye, you know? lights out. That can be really powerful because we did this for a while. Okay, what do you want to do tomorrow? A two, three, three, two. Do you want to have the first shift? We would discuss that every day. And let me tell you, that gave me so much freedom to be able to turn off, turn off and go be me again, or just really uh, take a shower, get, you know, check my email, read a book, watch a show, uh, go to Starbucks, head over to Target, whatever it's going to be, you know, read your Bible, like have that space, have five hours in your day with a three month old at home to do whatever you need to do. And we started bringing in um, in in-home childcare when Jane was young, uh, but we would do the shifts on the weekends just to be able to have, feel like I have a weekend because weekends don't feel the same after a baby, right? So anyways, that was super helpful. And one of the systems we set up with that time blocking was we had a board on the fridge and we would write down when she went down for naps and when she ate. So when you took over the shift, you know exactly when she went down, when she should be waking up, and then um, when she ate last and she was eating on a schedule. So being flexible with that, the baby is not a robot. You know, you can't tell a baby exactly what to do, when to do it. You can still take time off and have that support. So that was something I did early on. It took a lot of trust on my end because sometimes it's hard to release control over your baby because you feel like you're the only one that truly can know what she needs, right? Did that early on and my husband grew in confidence that he could take care of her. So hopefully that helps you. Um, Right now, the tip is for moms that have a maybe a toddler at home that takes one nap and that's what I have right now Jane is home and I'm working during her nap block so I do a three block system right now I have basically before nap during nap after nap that's my blocks it's very simple but basically during that nap block is where I'm going to be getting my work done and that gives me the freedom before and after to have time with my family and then I do another working block after she goes down and that's for about an hour and a half two hours and that's it that's 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 what it looks like now and like we have to be willing to be flexible obviously with everything going on our flexibility is going to bring about our resilience. And right now we're being shaken. And when we are shaken, our roots are growing deeper. And so I just want to encourage you to stay flexible, but also stay creative. How can I still create a power week? How can I still invest in me? How can I lean on the resources around me? How can I delete stuff out of my life that literally I don't need to do anymore or delegate and get help. I'm a big fan of getting help, bringing in in-home childcare, putting your child in daycare, whatever you need to do to get some time back to reinvest in who you are and who you're becoming. I think the time away builds you up to be an even better parent. So anyways, that's my journey. That's a little advice on 
time blocking. I'm going to have Chelsea Joe from the Systemize Your Life podcast come on and talk more about her time blocking system. Can't wait for that episode, so stay tuned. And I hope you enjoy this, and I hope your week is so powerful. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick 30-second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend, share it on social media. I just want to thank you in advance for helping to advance this mission. Now, if you need a planner, I got you. Now is the time to grab your 2021 dream planner and make your dreams a reality. Head over to HoratioPrinting.com. That's H-O-R-A-C-I-O printing.com. Use the code DREAM15, that's DREAM15, to get 15% off your planner. Yay! I'm excited for you to get serious about your dreams. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved, and I truly believe the best is yet to come.